best place for below average stars. Hello and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I'm your host Peter and today I'm joined by Geordie Jedi Allen and Canon Junkie XL Ian. Lads, how are you doing? Doing alright, doing alright. I'm alright mate, nice to see you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we've all been together recording, Um, obviously life gets in the way. But it's it's awesome to have you back on and uh, it's a special occasion. So we're recording this on the 15th of August 2020. Um, so tomorrow, the 16th of August, will be our one-year anniversary of the podcast. So me and Alan recorded our first episode one year ago tomorrow when we uh, reviewed the Season 2 trailer for Resistance. Mm-hmm. God, it seems like such a long time ago now. It really does. Yeah, it seems like more than a year, to be honest with you. It really does. But um, it's crazy how time works, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just? So much has gone on in between. Like with the like, me and you went to celebration like after that, mm-hmm. and like, what did we? No, we start doing this after celebration. After celebration, see, the time yeah. time warps the brain. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just seems like like like. Well, we did go to celebration, of... but there was nobody there. Oh, well, it hasn't been yet. It's next. Well, <laughs> it's end of this month, isn't it? It's meant to be. But... Yeah. But yeah, um, how, how you been keeping, Alan? You've been. Um, been reading any Star Wars or playing any Star Wars games or building any Star Wars models while we haven't recorded? No, I haven't really. I've been starting to plan on doing the, um, you know, that stuff that I actually got from the celebration last year. You know, I've had a few more things to add to it to get the diorama going, but I started off this diorama of something else um, just when the lockdown started happening. But my God, this thing is so bloody detailed. I'm still on with it now. I've still got another few weeks worth worth work to do with it. So I haven't what? really managed to get into any kind of Star Wars because I've been concentrating on this. What what what's the Star Wars diorama you're planning? So I've got a couple of ATSTs and I've got a couple of um uh what do you call them snow speeders. Um and basically they're just gonna it's it's kind of gonna be like one of the ATSTs has like just destroyed one of the snow speeders, and one of the snow the other snow speeders destroyed the other ATST. It's kind of big. I think I want to call it like one for one or something like that. You know, but be, it's going to be lit up to hell. You know, that'd be cool, man. It sounds really awesome. Um, where where were they from again? Are they the were they from the Fantasy Fight Games? Yeah, so the first two were, um, and then. I managed to find out that the Bandai stuff is pretty much exactly the same scale. There's only a couple of millimeters difference in them. So, all right. So you so you're combining Fantasy Five products with Bandai products. Awesome. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You have to keep updating me and get some pictures sent our way so we can post them for the listeners once you get started with it. Yeah, I think I will. I think I will. Awesome. And Ian, obviously, we've not spoke since even before the last episode. Um, so how have you been entertaining yourself Star Wars-wise lately? It's been uh, trying to catch up with all the books I need to read. Uh, I've just finished Alphabet Squadron, the second book, Shadowfall, which is uh, really good. And obviously they've just revealed, we'll get to that later, the third book, which comes out next year. Uh, I'm just trying to catch up. I got Poe Dameron Freefall the other day, which I need to read, but first I need to finish 
Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnson, and then before, because at the end of the month, we get the Clone Wars book and the Throne, the first book of the new Throne trilogy. So just trying to keep, just trying to catch up with me reading, to be honest. And I just read the first, uh, that the newest issue of the Darth Vader series by Greg Pak, which was insane as well. So just reading, mate, to be honest. <laughs> I wish I'd been reading. I've got so many books to catch up with. I've got, I've got Throne Treason still to read. I've really? got Black, I've got yeah, I've got Black Spire Outpost still to read. I've got Alphabet Squadron two still to read. Uh, I wasn't been panicked and picked up loads of comics like in their sale, mm. like uh, so I've got like um, so I'm still in like the first initial Star Wars run. I'm onto like volume eleven and twelve before I can start on the new ones. Um, so I need to read those. I picked up um, Star Wars Target Vader. Yeah, that's, that's a cool. that's a that's a good uh, read. So I picked it up for like eight pounds trade paperback, so I was happy with that. Um, and I picked up uh, Doctor Afra Rogue's End, which is volume seven. That was eight pounds as well. Um, but I'm a few behind on Doctor Afra, so I can't read that one just yet. Yeah, the new uh, the new Vader series is good. No, they're all good. But yeah, this one's really good. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I don't mention spoilers, but yeah. I, I saw that that episode four, like sneak peek. Uh, episode four, sorry, um, volume um, issue four, sorry, uh, the sneak peek. Look pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so I need to get caught up on my comics and any books really because, like, I want to be up with date by the time the new Throne comes out. Uh, when does Throne book one come out? Sure, just double check. Like, I'm sure it's September 1st. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I you think got the reading to do, I think it's September yeah. 1st. To be fair, so. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good that's one for you, Alan, because obviously it's um, Timothy Zahn's new Throne trilogy, yeah. So, Obviously, your favourite author, Tim's on. Yep, September 1st. Mm-hmm. Except expected yeah. on September 1st. So. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, well let's, hope. let's hope. I'm excited for that, though, because they can literally do anything. It's before he was in the Empire. It's out in the unknown regions. Blank canvas mm-hmm. to do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for that aspect. I mean, before I go too far into it, I'm excited for, like... The fact that like not really expecting anything, like it's all going to be like fresh, mm-hmm. and uh, in the way the story takes or how it winds and takes on like different directions, it's going to be quite like a roller coaster. I'm excited to, for like for no having no expectations basically. And it's a uh, it's the second trilogy, isn't it? Because you obviously had the first one with Thrawn, alliances and treason, treason, yeah. meh, which I wasn't overly impressed with. To be fair, was that the second book? That was the third, 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 yeah. Third. Oh, I couldn't put that one down. Because you know, I thought it was a bit. Yeah. I thought it was a bit on the. Uh, maybe I need to go back and reread it. Like, well, yeah. Well, well, but I was that. I was that way with the second book. I, it took me a long while. I think I was about three quarters of the book, and I was really struggling. And then all of a sudden, I just for some reason I just picked up on it, and I couldn't. I finished the last quarter of the book in about a day. You know what I mean? I just couldn't put it down. Awesome. Well, I, I need to read the book. So once I've read it, I can chime in. My thoughts on it. It's funny enough, like that's the one I haven't started yet. So like the other ones, I've I've sort of half started um, Alphabet Squadron two, and I've sort of half started Black Spy Outpost. So I need to like get them done and start this one. Yeah, I'm bad for doing that. Starting one book and starting another, and I just need to focus on one. Yeah, definitely. Um, diving into our first topic again. Obviously, there's been there's been um, rumblings of a Orlando series being developed for Disney Plus. Um, this will be a young Lando series featuring uh, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. um, sort of a sequel or prequel around the solo Star Wars story film era. Uh, 
Ian, what's your sort of first initial thoughts on that? Yeah, I was surprised to hear Donald Glover's coming back, not because he wouldn't want to do it. It's just he's one of the busiest actors in the world, obviously, and he's childish Gambino as well, so he's got his music as well. So I was shocked. They must have paid him an absolute fortune to come back. Not like, no, I'm not saying he didn't like doing the character, but because he wouldn't want to be Lando Calrissian, but like I said, they must have paid him an absolute fortune to come back because mm-hmm. he won't come yeah. cheap. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the guy's like, obviously, he's like, a, he's an actor, he's a, he's, a, he's a musician, he's a producer, he's a writer. Um, he works on a lot of projects. I remember he working on like an anime, he was working on, he was writing an animated Deadpool series that like cool. Fox, the Fox ended up like pulling the plug on and he was really upset because like they'd wrote this awesome script and stuff. Um, so like the, the guy works damn hard uh, in all aspects of like everything he's doing, whether he's writing something or he's producing something. Whether he's actually starring in it, um, so the, the guy is a, a busy, busy guy. Um, so has it been? Has it been confirmed? Pretty much, Ian. Do you think that it's happening? Uh, the guys at Kessel Run Transmissions have said it's all happening. They have got a good track record. It hasn't been officially confirmed, but I think it's pretty much nailed on that this is happening. I don't know whether we were going to get an announcement of celebration. Obviously, with celebration not happening, no sign of uh, Lucasfilm doing like a digital one, like DC are doing at the moment. Yeah, I don't know whether we'll get that later on. Obviously, there's still rumors of the Rebels sequel and all that. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah. what's on hold. What's meant mm. to be happening? Yeah, obviously the Castle transmissions. Obviously, those guys were there. Like whenever they say something, I tend to like. I do. I do pay attention to sort of what they're saying because they do have a good track record. Um, and uh, like I said I don't know who their sources are, but they, they, they do tend to get a bit of inside scoop on this. So it's always good to. Listen to them. Um, Alan, what's your thoughts on sort of a Lando series, like story-wise, character-wise? Um, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. I've been hoping something like this would happen. Um, the solo film really—it's really funny. It really needed a, a sequel, but it, I don't really felt like it needed a solo sequel. Like it really was, um, like Kiara the and and. Lando and all the rest of it seemed like they were going to go off on their own little story. Do you know what I mean? And I've been hoping that this would happen. So I've got my fingers crossed that this comes through. Yeah, I mean, like I, I would agree with that. I think, like for me, people, I know that obviously there's a lot of sort of makes all to happen. It's got yeah. it's, it's sort of a big movement, a lot of good stuff. And obviously, more Star Wars is awesome. Like I'm all for more Star Wars. Mm. Um, for me, for me, I always thought that. I didn't really need a solo two, like a sort of a solo two following hand. I was like, how about let's just take the elements we were left with in the movie, which was sort of Kira, Maul, the crime syndicate. Yeah. Where, yeah. Did, where did Lando go next? Yeah, like, that's exactly even what uh, I was Even Emphasis yeah. Nest. Even, yes, Emphasis yeah, Nest as exactly. well, yeah. So you've got like a lot of elements there that you could tell there's, great stories about. There's um, a big story there to be told. There really is. Yeah. Or, think, or not even. Yeah. A, not even one big story, but like you, you, like three, three different stories. You, you, Lando could go in a different direction. Modern Kira go another, and then Emphasis is another one. Like it's sort of three different projects there, like of golden storytelling. Yeah, I think it's pretty nailed on though that she shows up in the uh, Cassian Andor series. I think it's pretty. You think so? I, yeah, I hope so. Early rebellion. Be cool. yeah. I think it'll fit. Obviously, just with obviously her link to the rebels as as we got in Solo, and obviously, mm-hmm. and then obviously. Like, a Cassian sort of rule on prequel, I think it, that that would make perfect sense for me. Uh, Plus, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm all about that sort of subtle connectivity. Uh, that makes sense, so it'll be awesome. 
Plus, someone asked her on Instagram, apparently said, oh, you're going to be in the Cassian Endor series. She said, oh, no spoilers here, so that makes you sound like she's going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Yeah, so I'm guessing. Sounds good. I'm guessing that means she'll be in it. Mm, d- definitely. Um, so for me, like, I'm, I'm quite excited. Um, obviously, part of us wants it to be a, a prequel to Solo because I would love to get more L3. I think, like... Yeah. I think, obviously, like a, a great character portrayed by an absolutely brilliant actress and comedian um, and I think getting like her and, her and Donald Glover back together on screen well, I thought mm-hmm. we had like brilliant chemistry definitely yeah yeah so yeah, uh, obviously to, to do that you have to do a prequel or or have flashbacks throughout the series because obviously Lando might still be upset about losing L3 um, so you might get like flashbacks maybe but I would love to see um, love to see like sort of L3 back yeah in some capacity for Lando series, it's a one hundred percent going to be called the Calrissian Chronicles, right? Yes, one hundred percent. I think yeah. it definitely will be called the Calrissian Chronicles. Um, <laughs> I think um, it writes itself if you call it that, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, any other thoughts on Lando series, guys? It'd be interesting to see if they bring some more of like his Legends adventures in, because apparently I'm not really that much in the know of Lando in Legends, but apparently he mentioned a couple of his Legends adventures in. Solo, mm-hmm. so it'd be good to see if they bring back some of the old legend stuff. There's because uh, Solo's full of Easter eggs, absolute tons of Easter eggs. Just uh, just driving Voss's uh, office is enough for anyone, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Um, I think that's where this series would really like really come into its own if it, if it did pay homage to sort of some of those sort of Lando novels. I mean, I, I've not read many of them, but I know that there is like obviously, like it was a trilogy of books written about Lando. As mm-hmm. well as as well as other tales about Lando and Han, um, and obviously in the new canon, we only really had sort of last shot the Han Solo novel, which deals with Lando quite a bit. Yeah. Um, is that so? Is Charles Soule comic series really good as well? Yeah, was that the one off where he steals Palpatine's yacht? Yeah, without knowing it's Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's full of like Sith artifacts on yeah, board. Yeah. It's it really creepy. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that, that was a good. And one, yeah. I mean, you, you get obviously the lower bot. Um, Origin story, don't we? In that as well, which is yeah, really cool. like he's like he is. Yeah, I recommend that. Any, anybody who loves Lando, um, or loves like Han and Lando and like the, the smugglers and the sort of um, what's the word? The uh, underworld, sc- the, scound- scum, yeah. the scoundrel, yeah, the scoundrels. Uh, definitely check out that that one off. You can get into Peter back the, the, the one off um, volume by Charles Soule, uh, the Lando series, because it's um, it's really really phenomenal and also for Lando, but it's like. Loads of little because it's part of the that he steals by accident. It's traveling, it's transporting loads of Sith artifacts and other force like artifacts. So you get loads of little snippets in there as well, like um, deep force things, which I, I find really interesting. So, like, I really dug that out of it as well. So, definitely worth checking out for anyone listening. He's really, yeah, Charles Soul, like that. He's because that Lord Melman's helmet is in that's the helmet that possesses people. And obviously, you see that more in the Vader thing in the Vader series. He's very good at uh, like seeding stuff for later on yeah yeah so there's obviously an artifact on that boat that on the on a boat street on my yacht that um plays into the Vela comic later which was released after um which like sort of has a big part of Vela building this castle of Mustafa isn't it yeah um so yeah like I mean I think Charles Soule's the man for me at the minute for Star Wars I think everything I've read of him is absolutely phenomenal and obviously he's writing the new Star Wars line isn't he is that right he's yeah so, he's writing that and he's writing the first novel of the High Republic yeah, so like uh, for me, I'm really digging him, and I'm glad he's got that first novel. 
and I'm really glad he's writing this. Um, I'm sort of reading it yet, but he's writing sort of the Star Wars comic after it's picked up after Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah. So, and I'm really excited to dig that. So, like, he's the man for me. So, like, more more Charles Soule writing Star Wars, please. Hmm. Um, so, moving on from that, we've got another series uh, rumoured. Uh, so, it's sort of like a mall series slash crime syndicate series. Um, so, again, it's sort of more of a sort of offshoot of Solo. Um, for me, I think this is a no-brainer. I think, like, Maul is, like, such a popular character ever since he, like, just coming back in Clone Wars and how how much he played a part in, sort of, that final season, that final arc of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, in sort of that sort of surprise in Solo on the same. Um, I think, like, it, it makes perfect sense to do that. Um, and if you do a Crime Syndicate series, you wouldn't even need Maul to be there much. You could totally rule from the background, um, sort of like Palpatine did in The Phantom Menace, where he's like hardly there, but he's like pulling the strings. Yeah. Um, and you just have some some scenes with him. Um, so for me, like, I think a Maul or Crime Syndicate series um, like, sounds really tantalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would totally focus on the Crime Syndicates and how he how he has control of them. And you could even go into how he loses control of them or how the Crime Syndicates are fighting back mm-hmm. um, or how the Empire affect the Crime Syndicates. Um, there's so many different directions you could go in um, mm. with that. You could almost go like Sopranos style where like the first few seasons could be about how Maul has the crime syndicates and how he rules them. And you could run that for a couple of seasons and then the final seasons could be about how he eventually loses control and how he, how he ends up on Malachor during Rebels season two. Is it season two? Season two, isn't it? End of season two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and how we find him on, on Malachor. What's uh, mm. your thoughts on that, guys? I don't care as long as Hondo's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hondo or Naka. Yeah, Hondo's brilliant. You know, if you're going to have crime syndicates, you're going to have to have Hondo in there somewhere. I, I work with the guy, I work with the guy at work uh, who like correct, collects pop funkos and like he, he likes to buy his exclusive ones that want to be in the UK. Right. And um, he must have a lot of money because like, he, he pays a lot of the odds on eBay. And he was like, yeah, I really want the Hondo Onoka one. And he said he put a bid in for £45 on the Hondo Onoka, the one from Galaxy's Edge. Right. And then he, but then he got outbidded because the, the final bid was £100. Really? And I've I've got that pop funk one. Like, I'm not going there right now. It's on my shelf because I've not been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but I had a, I had a friend of the family who went there and they brought uh-huh. it back for us. Um, and I was like, is that how much that's worth? Because part of us felt like, oh, no. Get it I sold. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd put 80 quid, but like, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But, uh, but I was just like, oh, surely you must know someone in America. I was asking to buy it for you and ship it here. It'd be cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. But he ob- doesn't know anybody. He's obviously a popular character. Though. People are paying 100 English pounds for him. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the character, yeah. It's, it's good brilliant. fun. Yeah, he's good fun. Yeah. I just love the way he'll, let you, he'll you know, he'll like literally stab you in the leg or something and go, hey, we're all friends now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those characters where obviously they're, they're releasing the Black Series um Galaxy's Edge figures where they've, they've done Captain Cardinal yeah. from the First Order um, who appears in that um, Galaxy's Edge Black Spiral Force book I've not finished reading yet and Phasma um, yeah and I've not read Phasma actually so I'm not going to read it was, good, it was a good book but anyway <laughs> and um, so there's released him and then they've released obviously the RX-23 RX-24 RX-24 but as the DG mode so yeah. DG Rex mm-hmm. from Cantina August Cantina yeah. And then supposedly the obviously they've got UK release dates like through Hasbro UK because I, I pre-order mine. But then you've got um, 
obviously the uh, target in America are getting the um the Honda Winaka figure in the same mm-hmm. series. But obviously he hasn't had a like a no one's advertising him yet in the UK, so I wonder what's happening with his release. Probably. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> we'll get him, I think, eventually, but yeah. it just seems like the first two have sort of gone live and then he, he hasn't, but mm-hmm. we will find out. Um for me, like does any like how how do you feel? You know, you often you want like a full on hardcore more character series or just the one thing are... I've wanted since Solo ended is the Mar is the Kieran. I love Marl mm-hmm. and that, but mainly for Kira as well. I think Amelia yeah, so Clark's you... a great actress. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a big, big story there. But there's you yeah, hundred percent there's, there's a, a lot massive of story. story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just all the stuff because apart, uh, John Kasdan tweeted ages ago that the, the solo sequel was going to be the crime syndicate's going to war. It was going to be the Huts, the Pikes, and Crimson Dawn. Ooh, obviously, like I just think uh, I think eventually the Empire will catch win if it gets out of hand between the crime syndicates yeah. and the Empire will get the Empire will get involved. And eventually, I think that leads to Maul versus Vader, and because uh, I think they. They kind of obviously Maul wanted to kill Anakin in the Clone Wars finale, yeah. And uh, I think that's leading to because there's a line in Rebels in that uh, in that episode where he says, "I can't defeat Vader alone." Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I mean I thought Maul person was an idiot when his plan was to kill Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I like and especially with him and Kenobi being in the same place at the same time. There's mm. no way you're killing both of them, mate. No. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that line always made me think that Maul and Vader have uh, well have tangled before. Have tangled before, and then I think definitely. Yeah. So, so for me, like, here's a question. So, obviously, when we see Maul talking to the crime syndicates in in the final season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Maul's very much like he's obviously ruling from the shadows, like Palpatine's taught him, and he's ruling like, or not just Crimson Dawn, he's ruling like all the crime syndicates, like Crimson Dawn, the Pikes, yeah, um, Black Sun, what the other. Black Sun are there as well. Um, so, do you think he goes from ruling them all to just ruling, uh, just ruling Crimson Dawn? For he ends up losing some of them. I think uh, I think he's controlling them all because then it sounded like in Solo that he just ran Crimson Dawn, but he obviously still got a hold over the Pikes. Yeah, but mm. in, in that message where he's like talking them all, like they're all like in like, a conference call. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, you're like sort of working under more working together so like if the sequel was to have them all at war with each other it must be because they've fallen out with each other but more probably wouldn't allow that no well unless he's trying to play them off against each other like Palpatine did with the Clone Wars yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that yeah you know what I mean they um, fight with the strongest you know the strongest will survive and make one big massive crime yeah. syndicate that's massively strong yeah because we don't hear anything about Crimson Dawn after that so they must be destroyed. Yeah. By the time of the original, obviously, the original trilogy first came out, there was no Crimson Dawn and that, but we don't hear anything about him. He doesn't really seem to be part of anything in the Rebel series. No, he seems to have uh, been a yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. that means Kira yeah. has betrayed him. Could be. Maybe that's where he goes after he gets off Malachor. Could be. Could be. Yeah. There's definitely a story that I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think obviously he must do something where the Inquisitors come after him because his lightsaber is off, is made from a broken Inquisitor. So he's obviously defeated an Inquisitor in battle to make mm-hmm. that lightsaber his, and that's the one he's got in Solo actually. So he's fought Inquisitors before Solo. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I can definitely see because obviously the Inquisitors are hunting him in Rebels because he's on Malakar. Yeah, yeah. can't remember which brother it is the eighth brother or something. Well, look, Inquisitors do actually have to go down before the start of New Hope, don't they? So there's a good way of getting rid of one of them. No, definitely. I think I think they've got rid of most. Uh, well, I think I think before you know it, they'll they'll kill them all in canon. I think because there's yeah. not many left. Who's left at the end of Rebels? I can't remember who's left. I don't think any of them are left. No, no, none of those ones are left, so yeah. there might be some other ones from the comics who are left or from the video games. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. um, obviously, I, I didn't believe if um, was it was it Nine Sister, yeah, um, yeah, who fell off the tree. Yeah, she's not dead. Like, I don't think she's dead. So, like, but we'll find out in the sequel, maybe. Any closing mm-hmm. thoughts on the Mall series or the Crime Syndicate series? Bring it soon. To be fair, I do want to see Jabba, Hutt, Jabba the Hutt on screen again. I think that'd be awesome to see. Go back to Jabba's palace. Like if I could see them doing something with Solo again. I liked Alden Ehrenreich's Solo and that. And yeah, he was he was brilliant. And Jonas, really, really I can't Jonas, some I can't remember his last name. Sumitamo. I think yeah. I said that wrong, but yeah, he's a he's greatest Chewbacca and that. I'm always happy to see more Han Solo yeah. stuff as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, for me, the one thing like one thing for me, if you do a solo sequel, is that you can't have more because he doesn't believe in the force, so he's definitely hasn't come into to, definitely hasn't come into contact with this Sid Lord. Do you know what I mean? Or, or someone who was a former Sid Lord? Because mm-hmm. um, when he delivers that line, like on on the Millennium Falcon, about how the phony religions and all that, not as good as a blaster at your side. Like if he'd witnessed the full power of the dark side, I think he would be pretty scared. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. He would be believing it. He would be believing it. So I think, like... Not worry about that. And I think, like, and if he did come to fight on Maul, I think Maul would kill him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't see Han Solo defeating Maul, because, again, if he did, you would know about it. You would know about the Force type of thing. He wouldn't be a non-believer. It's not yeah. like uh, it's not like Maul's low-key, that, like, Palpatine that can come across as, like, the nice senator and that Maul just looks evil. Mm. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Maul's, like... Yeah, like he's he's, just, he's an evil guy. He's a stereotypical bad guy, isn't he? red and black. <laughs> Definitely, and he never learns from his mistakes. He always keeps on trying to be get one up on people. Like he always tries to get revenge, and it's like it's not going to work, mate. He never learns his lesson. No. So he's the perfect bad guy, really. Um, moving on from that one, we've had confirmation that there's going to be a new holiday special. It's going to be produced by Lego, so it's a Lego holiday special. It's coming. It's coming to Disney Plus. It's coming in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was quite. I don't know if you've. Um, I don't know if you've seen the original holiday special. Um, yes. Um, have you? you, know, you I have not. The, I've never remember seen the it. old days when they, when they used to just put you all in the um, at school and you used to go in the hall and then they wheel the TV out. You know. So I, I watched it once then, and I'm, I have to admit I don't think I was really impressed with it. So I've never, I think I've seen it once maybe, but like I don't remember it. I certainly haven't seen it. In it's it's definitely gone filed in the back of my head somewhere in this dark and dusty corridor that actually doesn't have any light bulbs working anymore. Yeah. So I mean, as a holy special goal, I like it's. I've heard it's really goofy. Mm. I can't remember it. It's really goofy. Um, but we also get it was a mix of like storytelling. Anim- like live action storytelling, animated storytelling, and then that was sort of like a, like a, a like a, um, like an evening show, like like uh, what's the word, like I don't know, a bit like a Conan O'Brien type show as well, like a Matt 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 Matt
Nor like had some like like questions and answers with the cast and stuff or something. I don't know. Like, right. I, I don't remember. I'm just I'm just assuming that. Yeah. Uh, but it was that type of sort of like special occasion, holiday specials here. So it's like not really part of canon, but like it's, it's a holiday special that was popular mm-hmm. in the 80s. Uh, but obviously, it's where Boba Fett debuted. It was like an animated Boba Fett. That's where he first debuted. Was it during? Was it? Was it... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you might want to double check that. I might be telling lies. So I'm sure he's riding a Mythosaur as well. That's how he debuted. Yeah, he had the big. Yeah, I've seen the image of him uh, with the big with the the rifle from the Mandalorian. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that's the first. That's the first time Boba Fett was introduced. Oh, I thought yeah. he was in. Oh, was he in a new? He wasn't in a New Hope originally, was he? Um, no. no they, oh, yeah. If he was, he's in that cutscene which didn't get it on 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so like the first public appearance of him was was there. Which is mm. quite crazy, and you got to think it's probably the birth of like Lucasfilm animation. Yeah, obviously, I, I, I don't know who designed the cartoon and who produced it, but if it was done mm. in house, that would have been like the first Lucasfilm's first, like look into that. Which so obviously, look at how big Lucasfilm animation is now. Do you know what I mean it's like it's, it's um, just like where was Dave Filoni? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> so I mean, so with the holiday special, like with come on back, obviously, like. I probably want them to do more of the same. Like, I want it to be a bit goofy, a bit funny, tongue in cheek humor, yeah. a bit cheeky. Um, like, if you're going to pay homage to it. Obviously, with it being Lego, if anyone's watched any, I've not watched all of it, but I've watched some of Freemakers. Oh, um, yeah. The Freemaker Adventures. Love it. They're pretty funny, some, like. Yeah, and if you played some of the games, obviously, some of the humor in the games. So, like, I think I think the Lego, the way the Lego portray the humor in the games and in the, in the TV shows. Mm hmm. I think it sort of lends itself perfectly to the spirit of the holiday special. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right there. So I think it's probably like a match being in heaven, really, to sort of have Lego doing the holiday special. Yeah. I just love the idea where they were saying that they were going to um, have, like, uh, Ray meet a young Luke Skywalker and stuff like that, you know, and just have the whole big mishmash of all the characters. Yeah. And everything. Sounds pretty cool. It's set up for the Rise of Skywalker as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to be like obviously it's I not mean, canon, but I doubt it's canon. But no. like there could be there could be a few aspects of it that <laughs> yeah. are like a few little there could be a few conversations that like there could be little nuggets in uh, there, nothing yeah. huge, but like and you know what, a Star Wars ones are like if there's a little nugget. If she we'll, if we'll she, go wild about it, if she speaks to Buddy Ben Solo in that, oh, the internet's going to lose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope she does, just so that it does lose its mind. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, I'm about tired of all that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I think like I think it's uh, I think it's, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, wonder how long it'll be with it being Lego and animated. I wouldn't know if it'll be like an hour long or a bit shorter. It doesn't. It doesn't say. To be fair, I'm just reading the uh, news thing, but it doesn't. It doesn't say. No. How long it'll be? You yeah. probably get about half an hour on it. You know. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. An hour tops. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is obviously Alphabet Squadron book number three, the final book of the trilogy um, by Alexander Freed is coming out next... Is it next year it's coming out, uh, Ian? March 2nd, 2021. Awesome. Has it got a title now? Victory's Price. Victory's Price, Ooh. awesome. So I, yeah. I've not I've not read Shadow 4, which is book two yet. Um, I absolutely love the first book. Mm-hmm. And the, I haven't read the second one, it's just time. And life getting in the way as such. Um, obviously, you've read book number two, Ian. Uh, without spoiling too much, 
Yeah. So how how did book two end? Was it like on a cliffhanger or? Oh, I can't tell you, mate. If you haven't read it, <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you how it ended. If you haven't read it, did it lend itself to like waiting for the sequel? Yeah, waiting for book three, hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, how does the title sound to you? Is it? I'm just uh, I was just reading the uh, synopsis for it, and it obviously says what is the price if you eventually because they face shadowing twice. With varying levels of success, and uh, it says what? What's the tagline? Is when you're finally victorious, who pays the price? All right, cool. Mm. So it's about finally vanquishing the empire. Well, shadow, shadow wing for one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so I, I'm, when I saw the first, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the title get released today, I was like, oh wow, get in. And my me, me second thought was, oh, I need to read that book. Second one. <laughs> so I think I would be more excited if I was if I'd read the second one. You definitely would, um, yeah. So like I, I need I need to get that done. Um, other than if you haven't read anything, I'd definitely recommend Alpha Black Squadron One. I've started the first few chapters, but I'll be honest with you, I forgot the book was there. I, I put it down. And I started getting on other stuff, and like I've totally forgot to pick it back up. And I was yeah. really enjoying it. What I got, where I got it. Yeah. So you kind of spurred me on. I'm going to finish the. I'm going to finish this one this week. I think definitely pick it back up, mate, and then get mm. on the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, like I'm glad that like they're doing, they're committing like because they're committing like a trilogy to the story, really, which like it could be scary, like as a from a financial point of view, because if, if, if nobody connects to the first book, like you, you could be nagged. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like the art, the art letting these authors, they're committing to them, they're giving them three books. Um, and like I said, I love the first one, and like I'm excited to read the second one. Um, so, like, for me, I'm glad that the following firm, glad that the final one's coming. Um, are you how excited are you for it to come in? And are you is it a bit bittersweet? Maybe knowing that it's sort of going to end, like, there'll be no more alphabet squadron books afterwards. Well, we don't know that, but, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. guessing, I'm guessing there won't be. But uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what happens in the end. At first, I remember when the uh, the first book got announced, everyone was like, oh, Alphabet Squadron, that sounds stupid and all that. Because it was a bit weird concept, like a squadron with B-wings, Y-wings, A-wings, X-wings. Mm-hmm. But and then uh, everyone loved the first book. The second book's even better. And then reading the synopsis for the third one, it just sounds like it's all coming to a head. And I can't wait to see. I've got a horrible feeling one of our one of the pilots is going to die. I don't know for a fact. I'm saying I have a horrible feeling that something bad's going to happen to one of them at least. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I did see people talking about like, this. It, I mean, I've not read the book, so I don't want to. There's obviously something, there's a, a ship missing from the front cover. Um, obviously, I don't know if that actually ties into the end of the second book or not, because I haven't read it. Um, <laughs> I can't say. No, don't say that because I, I, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, so like, obviously, people are already talking about just the front cover and then the title alone, which is. It's always good to see people getting a buzz about it. Um, and like I said, it really has given me a kick up the butt to really uh, really start reading more. So like I said, I've bought the books. Like, they've got me money. I, I just, just, just like haven't it. read them yet. Yeah, like getting in the way, man. Um, I think also there's a little bit of a lull, you know, like how we haven't, like, we haven't had much Star Wars hitting with this year like we normally do. So it kind of like puts you into this false sense of a lull. Like you've got all of these books and stuff to read and do and all the rest of it, but it's kind of a little bit like, nah, I'll read it a little bit later. It's not like I need to catch up with it right now, you know? 
Yeah, like since the end of Clone Wars, like it has been like has felt weird. Like yeah. having a new Clone Wars episode every week during like lockdown was like Yeah. Brilliant. It was, it was so brilliant. awesome. And, like I miss it so much having like new Star Wars every week, but yeah. We haven't got long to wait. Mandalorian. It's not oh, far. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, well, I know. That brings on to like our next topic. So like Mount Mandalorian season two is coming October, is it October that's coming, I believe? October, yeah. yeah. So obviously, like we're probably due a trailer on about now. Obviously, we would have got one in celebration during the panel, I would imagine. So that's when um, they're going to drop it, I think, isn't it? Well, there'll be a lot of news that would have dropped that weekend. So I imagine they won't mm. drop all the news the same weekend because that weekend's not happening. So I imagine they'll drop it over the next month and a half, mm-hmm. like gradually here and there. But like for me, if you want to rob the world, you just you drop that trailer out of blue sometime mm-hmm. soon, make it an awesome trailer, like I said. And then tonight, you... tonight, yeah. Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> next week yeah and then we can talk about it that's the plan <laughs> um, do you think we'll get it in the next I think we'll get in the next two weeks me personally um, yeah what are your thoughts on that Alan I think I think within the week I think it's the, the all of a sudden we're, we're starting to ramp up on things I've noticed little stories here and there starting to leak out and things I think we'll have this probably by next weekend you know yeah, how about you, uh, Ian? Yeah, I think it, it's not going to be long. Like the show's in two months, so mm-hmm. it's got to be it's got to be a pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, you got to think obviously all those leaks that sort of that leaked out sort of in the in the early part of summer during lockdown. Obviously, it was leak after leak after leak. But apparently, you've cast much still hasn't been confirmed or denied by Lucasfilm. I don't believe that. Um, so it's like. But now you, that's died down. No one's really talking about that now. So it's like a case if you want to get buzz for this show, you need to get a trailer out. And for me, you get the trailer out soon because you could drop a trailer and then you could and then go into like doing little TV spots further down the line. Um, obviously, there's no real obviously television sort of change. So like, like obviously in the past when you would drop it maybe during a sports game or during Monday Night Football or mm-hmm. drop it during a Good Morning America. Obviously, like COVID sort of changed the way people watch television a bit. So, would you just call drop it online? I don't know. Um, obviously, the mouse does enjoy promoting other shows by saying the trailers for its products are coming on its like its own networks. If you know what I mean. I did, um, I, I did hear a rumor that it might drop during the NBA playoffs. I don't know anything about that in this country, but yeah, so like the NBA playoffs are essentially like the, the playing like a, like a, the playoffs taking place in Florida, I think, because the the, yeah. the, te- the teams are are staying at Disney World. Um, like they're all locked lock down in Disney World where um, no one getting our out essentially where the COVID tests every day and well, kind of all makes sense then doesn't it <laughs> so yeah so like um, what a place to get locked down uh, I don't know <laughs> what net, it'll probably air across different networks but I imagine it'll air on like ABC at some point which is obviously yeah. owned by Disney so um, maybe we'll get it during that um, I just hope it comes soon like I said I really want to start getting excited about it um, and for me if the trailer does come like and some of these leaks that we got at the beginning of summer during lockdown are true. I want to see little teasers of them, like showing out. Like, for me, you like, may as well. You know it, what I mean? Like, yeah, like if if Ahsoka's in this show, sure. You don't need to give show show her slicing heads off or like being awesome or using the force. You just show her like a back shot of a silhouette, just a glimpse. Yeah, yeah, just to say, yep, yeah, she, you're right, mm-hmm. she's here. But guess what? We're not going to show you her right now. You have to wait till episode one. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's going to um, be there's going to be someone in the trailer, whether it's Ahsoka or whether it's Boba Fett. I would, I would put them all in there. You don't have to show them like all fully, but I would just have little glimpses of them all, just to say like, look what's here. Like this is what you're getting. 
Nah. You've waited I, all. You've waited for like what five months. We've been quiet, haven't confirmed tonight for five months. But he has a little treat. Enjoy. Like, I would, I would absolutely love to see the trail as be a little bit like you know how sometimes WWE drops a trail of something that's coming. Where like, like, Virginia, yeah, a little bit. They'll just, they'll just cut something and then they'll be like just a picture of one thing, and it'll be there for like five seconds or something, and then it's gone. You know, yeah. it'd be awesome. It's just watching the program, then all of a sudden the Mandalorian helmet comes up for like five, ten seconds, and then it goes. That's it, and he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> definitely, mate." And then for me, I would like I want different helmets, so I'd want like if Boba Fett's going to be in there, then change for the next one, put Boba Fett's helmet up, yeah, and see, like that. And see if yeah. people realize it's the different helmet. Mm. And then if you want, then you could put up like the the Tugwater Legos, like mm-hmm. if, if Ahsoka, like the, 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 we get creative in so many ways. Yeah, um, that would be would be interesting to see see how they do it, awesome. but. Because yeah, they I think they turn them into posters and sell well, I reckon. Oh, definitely. That's what I mean. Like, it's all sorts of salt that they do the right thing. Mm. I've got the, the, the first Mandalorian poster on the wall, so I'm pretty sure I'll get cool. the second one. <laughs> we've, we've got them from Salvation, I've got all them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine's not up yet, actually. Mine's still in its Yeah, that's case. mine. It's, it's still in its, um, in its um, little packet thing, you know? Yeah. But it's, um, it's perfectly flat. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> minty, minty fresh, minty fresh. Yeah, <laughs> spearmint. Yeah. Has anybody got any other thoughts on the Mandalorian season two trailer? No, I'm alright. Sure. Mm. Um, obviously, last time we were on, me and Alan did discuss uh, the Bad Batch, um, sort of getting announced. Um, you know, you got what's your thoughts on the on the on the announcement of the next animated show being the Bad Batch and it coming pretty soon, as in next year? Did you say it was March? I think it's March next year, I believe. Yeah, which is yeah, which is really cool. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's set in one of the like unexplored. You've only had a few comics set right after Revenge of the Sith. We can see the galaxy changing from the Republic to the Empire. Mm-hmm. We can see the Inquisitors start to come out. Obviously, I'm guessing uh, Rex and Ahsoka are going to be in it. We might see some Jedi that we know. Obviously, uh, there's a rumor going around that Quinlan Voss is going to be in it. Cool. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the uh, the Bad Batch. I, I have to believe we'll see Vader at some point. Yeah, so obviously the Bad Batch. I mean, I've I've heard since me and you spoke on that, like the Bad Batch all all working as mercenaries apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it mm-hmm. sounds like they're no longer part of the Republic or the Imperial Navy or Army, and they are. Be the A team then. Yeah. Well, yeah that's, that's <laughs> I mean, I would say we love it for the A team. I'll be like heroes for hire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw a video where they did like the air team bit for the bad batch. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, I, I think it would be like really cool. Um, I do you think that do you know the this scene, the 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 Vader scene from the end of Clone Wars. Do you think that takes place after Rebel season two or before? I think that takes place after the siege of Lothal, where he finds out she's alive. I think he goes there after that. When he when he uses the line "The Apprentice Lives," yeah, I think that's when. Yeah, I've seen all sides of, I've seen all kinds of theories like, but I think personally that's when he goes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't really in the Clone Wars. It doesn't really feel like he knew that she was around, or he was. He seemed a bit shocked, you know. So, if he had already been to see, you know, that gravesite and saw her sabers, then he wouldn't have been as shocked as what he seemed to be in the Clone Wars. I could be reading that wrong, but. That's how I took it. Plus, the bird from Rebels is circling. 
Yeah. It's, often, no, it's actually from the Clone Wars because it's the daughter from Mortis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I tend to believe that that's after the Siege of Lothal. I think he goes. Because yeah. I like it, it looks like it's aged quite a bit. I like to think that that's, that actually happens just either before, like literally just before the New Hope, or actually more off. I, I, I like to think that that happens just before um, the Empire Strikes Back, actually. I've seen that theory as well, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you start seeing him really start doubting things, and you know, once he finds out Luke Skywalker's around and all the rest of it. So I like to, I like to think that it's around that time, you know? You know, seeing Ashoka's lightsabers puts even more doubt in his mind. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite possibly, mate. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the bad batch, um, Ian? No, just there. I can't wait to see. The, obviously, the clones. The clones obviously have been used. Their purpose is now done. The Empire have no need for them. And it's it'll be it'll be quite quite a, a thing to see them dealing with Order sixty six. Yeah, do you think they had inhibitor chips? The bad batch, yeah, I do. I do think mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, you think they killed some Jedi? Possibly, yeah. Because obviously, everyone is, before the Clone Wars season seven came out, everyone assumed, "Oh, well, Rex wouldn't have done it," and he and he tried to. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have because they're like because they're genetically altered. Whether like they don't have them, you wouldn't want a uh, record running around with no chipping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I've just damaged. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if we'll find out who they work for in that episode where they, they confess that they don't know who they take out the orders from. Yeah, that was left a bit uh, ambiguous, wasn't it? I wonder if we'll find that out whether it's like they get orders directly from the Emperor or whether it's maybe it's from a Jedi. Um, and like maybe that's why they don't get involved in Order 66, maybe. And that's why they end up not, not working for the Empire. Um, maybe it's Ahsoka. Who knows? Uh, I don't think it's Ahsoka in, during the Clone Wars, but like who's to say they don't come meet up with her mm. afterwards. Um, it'll, be, it'll be very, very interesting. Um, I like the fact that like, it's obviously coming out in like early next year, so it's a case of like a lot, a lot of the um, sort of shooting the raw animation is probably done. So that's been being worked on for a while, I would say. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that's been worked on ever since the Clone Wars. Soon, like pretty much as soon as the Clone Wars got wrapped up, I reckon they started on that pretty much straight away. Well, I think even maybe like it probably overlaps quite a bit. Yeah, because if you remember at Celebration, that was the episode we saw was the Bad Batch, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, because uh, everyone was like, it makes sense, like why they've already had their own theme music as well. They have their own theme music in there. The Clone Wars, so I tend to believe that'll be the theme music for the show. And yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen a lot of people say like, "Oh, they're very one-dimensional," but I think the show will flush them out much more. I think I think they started off one-dimensional. But I think you, you did sort of see complex season them a little bit, but obviously in the episode where we saw them, it was a lot of um, they weren't the main focus. The main no. focus was getting them um, Echo, getting Echo back in the dream and drama between that. He's in the bad batch as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, no. he's he's yeah. now part of them, I. So yeah. I think like, I think we will get a lot more of them and flush the characters out a lot more because they'll have more. They're the main stars now. Do you know what I mean? So, well, you kind of have to, otherwise, Brungham's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Um, so like, it's exciting that's how that's coming. 
Um, well, people used to call ball more di- one-dimensional now, look at that. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. Like, as we know, yeah. like, just because something's introduced one way doesn't mean like, the yeah. storytelling's finished, especially with Star exactly. Wars, where yeah. storytelling's been over 40 years now, it's worth of storytelling, and so yeah. even yeah. keep keep going longer, do you know what I mean? And it could be just the way they've had to use the Bad Batch to fit into that story in the Clone Wars. There'll be a ha- sounds like there's a hell of a lot more to them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, so that sums up the topics today. Um, so we've had a few of our listeners send in some questions this week. Um, so starting off on Twitter, uh, we've had Rural Farm Boy. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, by the way, Rural Farm Boy. And thanks very much for interacting with us and sending a question in. Um, Rural Farm Boy asks us, what's, what's each of our favourite helmet in a galaxy far, far away? So I think, I think let's, let's break it down. Like, Let's do like favourite prequel era favourite original era, favourite sequel era. So, like, three each. One from each era. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'll just go mine first. So, like, right. I think my favourite one from the prequels is the is the Clone Trooper's helmet. Um, I love the way how the version one of it, uh, the visor is very much the same as Django Fett's and the Mandalorian visor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, paying homage to sort of where the DNA came from. And then I love how like it sort of gets a little bit away from that. Come with the version two, one we see in Revenge of the Sith, and then obviously like by the time you get the original trilogy, it morphs fully into the, the Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. Um. So it sort of pays homage to its DNA past, and then like I said, it's then it morphs into a sort of the future one. Um, mm-hmm. During during those things, um, my favorite from the original trilogy is probably like the I really really love the Rebel Alliance fighter pilot helmet, just because of how simple untechnological and like used the look like it looks so real and so used look mm. at a helmet you'll just ride a skateboard on or ride a bike on um, <laughs> obviously obviously they're a little bit similar like to like jet pilot helmets and all that I think like, we're in the 80s <laughs> yeah but the, the fact they held together on a chin strap and like they don't have a face mask they just have a visor they're just down. practical and functional yeah and the fact like they're customizable so obviously like they decorate the sides of them and stuff with like the rank or how many ships they've shot down and stuff like that it's yeah. really, and when you compare it to the opposite, which is the TIE Fighter helmet, which is like so technological and looks so advanced and so squeaky clean jet black. Um, mm. Like, I really, really love the sort of juxtaposition of that. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'll go with the, the Rebel the Rebel Fighter pilot helmets for the original trilogy. Like, yeah. And then for the for the sequel trilogy, although there's not many helmets in there, main character wise, um, I'll probably go with the um, like Kylo Ren's because like, I, I love the, I, I the design in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact like the town has a story where like he, he sort of wears it in the first movie, he smashes it in the second, and then it's like remade. But it's remade in the third one with like all its scars shown with like the red welds for the Kitsugi, like Japanese yeah. style of like remaking things. Um, so like Kylo Ren's for the sequel trilogy for me. Um, how about you, Alan? Okay, so um, I'll agree with you on the. You know the um, the last series with the Kylo Ren. I mean, I have to admit, I didn't really like the Kylo Ren helmet when I first saw it in um, the film. It um, it just reeked a little bit too much of me of trying to be Darth Vader. But like you say, when it got remade with all of those red lines and it, it just looked absolutely wicked. And it, uh, to me, it um, it helped us appreciate the helmet a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I mean, before it got broke. I mean, interesting comment about you made about Vader because obviously, like, I mean, we, we don't know who made the helmet, I don't think, but obviously, unless, it, unless it's explained in 
in um in the colour and collect I've not read yet, but obviously yeah, but like I mean, obviously Snoke Snoke describes him as a boy playing data. Exactly. So, like, I mean so that's he, how the character was portrayed. So if know? he's so if he's made that helmet himself and he's trying to play Vader, the helmet's probably perfect for its story purpose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. When it gets remade and you see it, you appreciate it more when you go back to look at it. Um the original series oh, there's so many good ones to choose from. Um I'm just gonna have to go with the one that always sticks out in my mind, which is Princess Leia's helmet in Return of the Jedi, which because it is basically the um Sega Mega Drive. Then it is. It seriously is. Like every time I look at it, I'm just like, that's a Mega Drive. But then you think like the, yeah, no, but the Mega Drive didn't come out years after this program. Is that like the is that like the, the rectangle bit on the top of it? Yeah, and the little circle bit as well. You know what I mean? It's just yes. like the Mega Drive. You know, um, and the prequels. Uh, well, I'm just gonna go with it. You know, I mean, the the main reason you I, well, I watched the prequels and the brilliant films, but the, the Brighton you get right down to brass tacks of why you watched it was basically to watch Anakin Skywalker turn into Darth Vader. So watching that helmet get attached onto him right at the end of Revenge of the Sith was one hell of a cinematic moment for me. So, yeah, Darth Vader's on that. Awesome. Ian, who, what's your picks? Prequels, I'd have to go with... I'm trying to think now. I've had plenty of time to think. Uh, I like Django Fett's helmet. Very cool. good. It was very... It was, like, very squeaky clean, man. Like, obviously, we've seen Boba's yeah. being, like, battered and damaged and then, like, Django's was very much like a chrome version, wasn't it? Like, squeaky clean chrome version. Yeah. Yeah, it was always kind of like, oh, that's how Boba Fett's outfit should look like. Yeah, yeah. Back, back if we kept it pristine, yeah. Yeah. I also like uh, I also like General Grievous's mask. Yeah, very, very... For a character who, like, we only get introduced to in the third movie, like, I, think, mm. I, think, I think the way he speaks and the way he breathes and the way he coughs, but also, like, the design of that mask does make him very menacing. Yes. Yeah, and the eyes... Just see his mm. yellow eyes staring back at you. Yeah, it's almost like a, I get like hockey mask feels, like yeah, like, like old school old school hockey masks, like almost like um, like the ones like like Killers wear, like Casey Jones wears in the nineteen ninety Turtles movie, um, like sort of that, that style hockey mask. That's like quite like quite um, yeah. What's the word? Like uh, sort of oozes machismo, sort of oozes like um, testosterone and anger. <laughs> yeah. And then for the original trilogy, Vader, hundred percent, is mm-hmm. it's just iconic. Yeah, it's the main reason a lot of people fell in love with Star Wars is that character and his whole armor is just iconic. And then mm-hmm. the sequels, I, I was going to say Kylo Ren good easy, but I did like uh, Sid on Ethano's helmet. Ah, uh, the, the Crimson Crim- Corsair. Yeah, the Crimson a- Corsair. He's a great yeah. fighter. Yeah, I think that's a. I just wanted to do one out of left field. I didn't want to say Kylo Ren again. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the Crimson Corsair's helmet. That's that's pretty cool. There's like outside the films, the uh, the second sisters from Jedi Fallen Order. That's yeah, awesome one. That, that, that's pretty wicked. That is, yeah. I mean, you just say like helmet in a galaxy far away, so um, obviously mm-hmm. rural farm boys asking that it could be from a comic, a book, a video game. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth worthy mention the ones from the games. Um, obviously, Darth Revan's from the games. It's yeah, I was going to say Revan as well. Yeah. It's pretty pretty awesome. Um, 
Yeah, obviously Star Wars very rich for its helmets and um, buckets. We're very blessed. <laughs> uh, and the next question is from another good listener of ours, Matty Alden, uh, who always listens to the shows and he often contributes questions. So thanks for that, Matty. Obviously, keep it up, please. Uh, we love answering your questions. Um, and he's put, what do you think about a movie set in the Old Republic? Hopefully showing Reverend's story on the big screen. 100%. Yeah. I'm all down for anything Old Republic. There's There's been a few uh, things mentioned in canon that have happened set in the Old Republic. I tweeted about it the other day. I can't remember which, what all the uh, things were. But yeah, 100%. I love the uh, the Old Republic stuff in Legends, the Darth Bane trilogy, mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic, and that yeah. stuff. Uh, I just think it's got to be a matter of time. Like re- They already sell a ton of Revan merchandise. They're doing his lightsaber and black series this year. Uh, the, the figure was the first, the first fan's choice black series figure was Darth Revan. He's just, uh, he's just an awesome design character, mm-hmm. and I think it's only a matter of time. Yes, I mean, they've released like Darth Revan and then they've just released the Jedi Revan version yes. in the Black Series as well, which I don't own yet, but I will be soon. Um, <laughs> I hope, fingers crossed. Um, so, and up for pre-order on with Hasbro as well, the, the Revan lightsaber, um, which I think, mm. I've, I think I've seen some people getting. So maybe if you have pre-ordered it, maybe those are arriving. Um, so I have sort of gone all out with the Revan merch. Um, for me, like I definitely want the Old Republic story. Um or a story set in the Old Republic, uh, for me, it doesn't need to be, like, play for play of the games. Like, for me, they can, like, totally go, obviously, use the games and use what's good about them. But, like, for me, like, they can totally tell us new things as well, which I don't mind. Um, I think it'll be even better that way because that, that way you won't be, like, knowing exactly what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll be a bit in the dark. It'll be a bit fresh. Um, for me, though, it's, like, obviously, Matty's asking, would we like it as a movie on the big screen? Obviously, I love mm. watching things on the big screen. It's awesome. But for me, the Old Republic is such a big and vast area to tell stories in. For me, I think it works better as a TV series. Like, I what, agree. Like, yeah. like almost Game of Thrones-esque. Yeah. You could get so much more in-depth with it. And I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be more in-depth than a, you know, a two-and-a-half-hour film. You know, Yeah, you could have series after series on it, you know? What's up, man? You do a Daft Bane series. Exactly, do, it's, uh, it's yeah. diverse. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, the High Republic, I honestly thought was if we we're going to, I was really surprised it was. I thought that actually we we're going to do Old Republic. Um, well, I think so, maybe that's what they're doing. So they've, they've used High Republic for the publishing initiative, and then maybe they'll, uh-huh. maybe they'll go Old Republic in television. Yeah, yeah, every, just yeah. get spoiled and get all three. Everyone's clamoring for High mm. Republic stuff, I think, a lot of people, and there's so much. To tell whether you adapt some stuff from Legends. Mm. Obviously, you have there's stuff mentioning canon, like in Rebels of the Sith Temple and Malachor. It's called the Great. Yeah, that's called the Great Scourge of Malachor. That'd be a great thing to see. It's in canon that the Sith once took over Coruscant. That type of thing. You got the legend of uh, Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian mm. Jedi. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, oh, who, yeah. Who, yeah, that's right. Who created the Dark Saber, which is obviously yeah. now appeared in live action, obviously, with The Mandalorian. There's even the, uh, you know, the Zygarians from the Clone Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. Which ones are those again? They're the slavers. Oh, yes, I remember. They said they had a vast empire once and the Jedi destroyed it. That'd be cool to see. 
when the Jedi actually stop slavery instead of allowing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mandalorian Wars. There's a lot there. That's there's a, a lot there. of storytelling. So there's I mean, stuff. I mean, everything mm. you've just said there, you've got to get like 10 seasons out of, I think. I was just thinking that, like, it just, and that's it awesome. really stop, does it? I don't, yeah. I don't know whether it would work better as an animated series. It would be cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be cheaper. Um, obviously, the problem you have is that does that does it get as many eyes on it? Um, obviously, you're Star Wars fans or so hardcore will consume yeah. everything, and I, I love animation as a storytelling tool. Mm. But as the movie movie going and TV going public, like they do get put off by animation as like a it is treated sometimes by people as a second class yeah. form form of art, which is completely wrong, and it's not. It's a it's a brilliant piece of art, and it's a brilliant piece of storytelling uh, equipment. Um, into, that's what I, that's into, what I it. into the Spider Verse, there you go. That's as good as any live action film. No, definitely. Like, just look at like the Clone Wars series and the Rebel yeah. series. Like, it's yeah, some some of the most powerful Star Wars storytelling out there. Like, so it's up there with the best. Um, so, like for me, like it is. But I think like if yeah. if if you've got a company putting its money into it, then you want the biggest money being back on it. And I think obviously it would be cheaper to make animated, but you get less eyes on it. So, like, you spend more on a live action series, but you would get more eyes yeah. on it. And like, do you know what I mean? Like. And I think if you did like, say, if you did it, and it was got to the acclaim of Game of Thrones was at its at its height, yeah. Like, but I think you'd get, I think you'd get the right eyes on it, if you know what I mean. It wouldn't get like if it was like a, a TV series rather than a film. It would, the right people would watch it first, and then maybe the spark would grow that you know, lights for the rebellion type of thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just went off. Um, like the right eyes are on it, so the right. People are watching it, and then it would maybe grow from that, you know. Maybe I think like I like what you're saying, but like I think like essentially they'd want it to increase subscribers on Disney Plus is what it would be designed to do, like mm-hmm. effectively for the company. And I think like obviously we're already all subscribed because we watch Star Wars on it, so they, yeah. So they need that mainstream like that audience to be interested in. Well, that would all depend on the writing, I suppose. You know how they've written it, how they're going to have the story to go, you know. Definitely, but I just think if they, if you if you took twenty people off the street, put them in a room, and said, "We've got, we've got this," you can either watch it in like a movie live action version or a cartoon version. Yeah, I think the majority they're not going to go with the the thing. I think like sadly, that's what the that, that like the money money talks, doesn't it? I think like and obviously mm-hmm. like Disney Plus needs to work because the amount of money they've invested in it. Um, oh yeah. Obviously, Marvel shows are a standstill at the moment. Um, and from mm-hmm. what I gather, like Mandalorian and, and Clone Wars are the top two viewed shows on the whole platform. Yeah. Um, so again, it shows how important it is into their like their structure. I get you. I get you. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if the teams are, it looks like the animation departments are in the smaller, smaller, smaller scale stories, like the Bad Batch. Obviously, it's following that following that team I've already met. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like obviously it's a smaller scale story, so it's obviously cheaper to animate. Um, and I'd see the bigger stuff for like, like I said, the Wow Factor and going off the Emmy Awards and all that type of thing. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah. But I think like I mean, it'd be crazy. We've got ten seasons. I'm not sure it ran for like twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be it'd be awesome, wouldn't it? 
It would, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have to get that. Like, it's like a dream come true, that, if that happens. Because, <laughs> like, like, take the Mandalorian, for example. Like, I'm expecting that to be, like, maybe four seasons tops. Don't know why. Just just, just to me, good feeling. I think it's going to mm. be, like, four, four tops. But then, like, with something as crazy as in wide and vast as the Old Republic, like I said, you could go, like, 12 seasons. It could be, like... Could be like the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, could be, like, the longest running show in Disney Plus yeah. history, maybe, like... Down the line, it could be. It really could be, you know. But but yeah, very very tantalising aspects. Um, mm. Anyone else got any other thoughts on? Nah, the, uh, good. Nah, I think I think we'll cover it there. If I give you a choice, so like I, I'm giving you two choices now. You you've got to pick one. What do you want to pick? You can have a. You can have a. You can have one movie of the Old Republic. Are you going to have one ten episode TV series in the Republic? You got to pick one. Oh, the TV series. TV, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Me too. I'm saying I'd, I'd choose the TV. It's just I'm greedy. Yeah. I want more. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You, exactly the same. <laughs> definitely. You just think about like for television now. You you can tell like you can tell you can give stories like more depth because you can tell them in like a longer form. Do you know what I mean because you got... just. You've got 10 hours just, to tell a story. Yeah, I just think Disney Plus platform is perfect for Star Wars. Like, you, it's, it's it's really a nice little home for it to sit and get these stories and, you know what I mean, we can have them and access them whenever we want and then do whatever, whenever, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think, like, it's, mm. it's a genius idea to have it all in-house on their own, on their own platform. Um, yeah, I think it's perfect. 100%. Um, so that brings us, that was just the two questions we got in from, from, um, from Matty and from... Rural Farm Boys. So thanks, guys, again for supporting the show. Um, anybody listening, if you want your thoughts or questions on the next one, just stay tuned to our social media. Um, we post on there when we're looking for fun questions to come in. I've got a random question. Go on then, and I'll put this out to the entire everybody who's listening to the podcast world. I was going through my Star Wars stuff a few weeks ago, and I kind of worked out that I have way more versions of a Millennium Falcon than anything else that I've got. Like, like you know, I'll have one of this or two of that or three of that. Or the, and then I've got like five or six or seven or eight Millennium Falcons and they just seem to be grown. And I'll just wonder if I'm the only person on the planet who's like that or has anybody else just suddenly seem to have one Star Wars thing way more than anything else. You know, like somebody's got way more Landos and so or way more X-Wings, or like I've got 20 lightsabers where I've only got one millennium, just something like that. I just thought it was a random question. I think it, like, I've certainly seen people who collect certain aspects. I've seen someone who collects mm. malls, so they've got like every type of mall that comes out. They've got like from Lego mall, the Black Series mall, the Pop Funko mall, the um, yeah. Gentle Giant mall, to but, Hot Toys mall. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, what I'm... I'm looking at like, I've got a Kenna Falcon in the front of us, I've got a Lego Falcon in the front of us, I've got a Micro Machine Falcon in front of us. Uh, <laughs> it's I've... funny, isn't it? Because it's not something that you're really meant to do. Yeah. You know? But I've got, um, what else have I got? I've got, um, do, 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 I think. I've got a lot of droids. Mm. I've got like. Yeah, but do you have like 20 Ardo Dados? No, so like right in front of us now, looking at the one cabinet, I've got like. Eight Astromax, something like that is. Yeah. That's before I go looking at other places in the room. <laughs> um, so it's like eight, eight, eight Astromax there. I've got like one, I've got Chopper, I've got uh, like four sets on like a Droid Factory series. I've got a 
Disney Parks exclusive Halloween one or two D, mm. and I've got R two H sixteen, which was the Santa Christmas one that year. He's wearing yeah. a winter hat. Um, so, but I didn't. I, I like droids, but I'm not particularly fanatical about them. But I just end up with Watson by looks of it. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's the crux of my question. Is somehow through your collecting, you managed to get one thing way more than anything else, even though you never really meant that. For that to happen, oh, it's probably Astromex for me. Then I've got like we had a lot of Astromex now. Look at it. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ian? What you got? I've got a fair bit of Kylo Ren stuff about. I remember when the Force Awakens was coming out. Mm. I just thought the character was really cool. I've got his helmet. I've got like every one of the figures that came out for him. So yeah, I've got a fair bit of Kylo Ren stuff. Yeah, That's actually, cool. Now you said that, I've got like I've got like, two Kylo Rens now. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a few of them. Um, I've got a lot just... of Crohn's as well, actually. I've got a lot of Crohn's. Mm. Stormtroopers. Uh, I've probably got a lot of everything, to be honest with you. Yeah, but you have that one thing that like, you've got way more than anything else, you know? Yeah, probably... I don't know, probably Astromex. Mm. <laughs> don't know why, but it's got a lot, a lot of them. The yeah, it's just... It's one of those things that just happen. It's just all of a sudden you've got like a lot of them. Yeah. So that's my question to go out to pod podcast world. Yeah. Have you got one thing, one item Star Wars, way more than anything else? And if so, what is it? Yeah, guys, obviously get on the, the social media. I'll be at the end of the episode. So if you don't follow us on social media, check that out and then get your answers in there to Alan's question. And that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. Uh, you got anything you want to add, Alan, before we sign up? No, I'm going to go back into hiding before the government finds us. Yeah, obviously, obviously Alan, Alan's not on social media at all in any aspect because he's hiding from the government, even though he lives in the capital of the country. Um, Hide under the noses, that's the best way. Yeah. You're lucky, mate, about not being on social media, believe me. <laughs> Sometimes, anyway. I think that's the reason I'm not, to be honest yeah. with you. Ian, you got any closing thoughts for you? No, mate, I'm all right. I'm good, happy. Awesome. It's been great to have you back on. Um, like, so we, we've, like, the podcast we've had been on a few weeks hiatus, just with like it. Mm. And obviously, me and Alan last recorded a few weeks ago. And obviously, uh, Ian, you haven't been on in a while, but it's been fantastic having you back, mate. No drama, mate. Mm. Yeah. It's oh, been fun. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Ian, congratulations on uh, being engaged. Thank oh, you. Well done, sir. Yeah. Thank nice you. one. <laughs> thank you. Ian, yeah. Ian and the, uh, the Lucky Lucy, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I got it right. Let me show you, do it. <laughs> Congrats, man. Thank you. But no, that's, that's fantastic news, man. Congratulations from everyone at the podcast. I'm sure all yes. the listeners uh, share that as well. Um, where can the people find you on social media, Ian? I'm just on Twitter at Star Wars Ian, all lowercase. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Um, and I've been Peter. Um, thanks very much for joining us, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us, Alan. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us, Ian. Thank you. And may the force be with everyone. Please follow us on Twitter at Borstar. That's at B-O-R-E-S-S-T-A-R. And on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Podcast. You can also reach us on email at starwarspodcast at gmail.com. Starboard Show can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever podcasts can be found. Please give us a like, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. May the force be with you.